So Alan, thank you so much for being here with us today. After everything with the pandemic and COVID-19, um, things are finally starting to look positive for everybody. Things are starting to change. Businesses are opening up. First and foremost, I want to ask you, before the pandemic started, I know that you were working on certain businesses. Can you tell us a little bit about those and then how you pivoted when the pandemic hit? So yes, I had two businesses. One was a dance school, which mm -hmm. requires, it's impossible to do without physical content. And one mm -hmm. of those dances happened to be Argentine tango, where we are nose to nose. We are practically <laughs> kissing and our whole body is making content, you know, mm -hmm. content. So one of those dances, but of course, the other dances are salsa, which is just has a lot of touching and, and breathing in each other's faces. <laughs> so of course, that couldn't continue. Uh -huh. uh, and then the other one is a photography business. I specialize mostly in events. Uh, so I don't do portraits or objects. I do corporate events, weddings, birthdays, anything that there requires a huge gathering of people. So all of those, they were out of the table, like right from the start. And yeah. I happened to see this pandemic in a pessimistic point of view. I, some of my friends, they thought that it would be like a couple of weeks and it would go away. But I, I didn't buy that. I thought that it was going to last a long time. And yes, uh, well, I knew that I wasn't going to be able to continue. Yet I like to be active. I, I don't like just to sit around and do nothing. I, I, uh, I am a... Uh, uh, an addicted entrepreneur so I always had to have something going so right away I took some um, classes internet classes I took a class on how to build websites and another class on how to do SEO and mm -hmm. I did have some previous knowledge but it was very very basic you know like no no much different than changing your pace in Facebook but mm -hmm. I submerged myself for almost a week, staying up until three o'clock in the morning, learning about how to uh, use different templates for to build websites and then how to do um, SEO in order to bring businesses to uh, the um, holy grail is to bring them to the first page of Google. Yeah. And I, yeah, I, I became obsessed on that. And then I started offering free services because, because mm -hmm. of course, who am I? to be charging for this. Uh, so I approach a few of my friends and I say, hey, I noticed you don't have a website. Can I build you one for free? And this was, of course, I have my knowledge that I learned from those courses, internet classes, and now I have some real knowledge. And then once those websites came out okay, then I started charging. And now I have a almost a sustainable business. I mean, I still have lots of room to grow, but in the span of, of uh, what is it, three months, I went from knowing nothing mm -hmm. about website, knowing nothing about um, SEO, 
to now someone who gets paid for doing that. And, uh, and, and this is the thing about entrepreneurs. We as entrepreneurs, we don't have to be expert in anything. We just have to know that there is a possibility to learn and there is a possibility to create value for other people. And the same way that people used to find a job like, oh, I want to be a nurse. And then they look for the nursing opportunities. Well, as entrepreneurs, we say, oh, people need help with this kind of niche in the market, in this niche and the other one. And we have to put our entrepreneurial glasses and see where is the need and where we can add value. Yeah, I love that. I love that you were able to pivot so quickly, though. So I just want to recap your story. You had a business in dancing and photography. As soon as the pandemic hits, they vanish. Within a week, you teach yourself new skills. Well, let me just interrupt you. I cry yeah. for one week. Okay. I cry, <laughs> I cry for one week <laughs> because, of course, uh, I, okay, that yeah. makes sense. And then I cry for one week, and then once I dry my tears and and finish sobbing in someone's shoulder, yeah. then I pivot and did something. Okay, okay. So you, it took two weeks to pivot, but right. that's fine. That's still crazy. That's awesome, right? Okay. So they vanish. You cry. You learn new skills, and it took you one week to learn how to build websites and learn the basics of SEO. Right. Right. Can I ask you, like? Because I know there's a wealth of information on the internet about both topics. How did you know where to sign up? Like which classes were good? Okay, I went to Udemy and they happened to have a free okay. website thing. Okay, so there that gave me kind of a foundation. Mm -hmm. And then I went to YouTube, which is, I think, is the best teacher of the world. I mean, yeah. you professors in all the high level universities, Yale's, Harvard, or you name it, MIT, they are putting their classes for free in YouTube. So people snub uh, internet classes as something that, oh, that's for the rest of them, those for people who cannot pay for real classes. But these are the real high level Nobel Prize winning professors who teach at this Ivy schools, university, putting the whole lectures for free for the rest of us. And, you know, I, I have some other friends who are going, taking university classes right now online. And I hate what they're doing, which is a professor give a lecture the same way as before through Zoom. So me as a student, I had to put my butt on my chair at six o'clock even though the whole class, I could do it at one o'clock in the morning or six o'clock at night or, you know, it's just yeah. why, if it's done over the internet, why does it have to be at this particular hour? Why cannot be pre-recorded and just made available at whatever time? And I happen to work better at night, you know, like you hear mm -hmm. all this, you got to wake up at four o'clock in the morning in order to be a successful entrepreneur. Well, that's for one particular, that's for the author of that or, or the one who's preaching that. But some mm -hmm. of us, we like to stay up to... I don't know, from like to work from uh, 10 o'clock at night until one or two o'clock in the morning. And that's when we feel like, oh, I have no distractions and I can focus. And, you know, all I need is just the space and the quietness and, and, and the curiosity to continue exploring new venues. Yeah, I used to do that, too. I used to when I was in school, I used to start studying at 10 p.m. and then stay up till like two, three o'clock in the morning because it's so quiet. There are right. no distractions. Nobody's texting you. There's nothing on TV. There's 
It's great. And then, and then you hear that in order to be successful, you have to wake up at five o'clock in the morning, do your morning ritual, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Don't check your phone because it's going to ruin your whole day. No, that's, that's, that, that's, that works for the person who says it, but it doesn't work for everybody yeah. else. Yeah, it depends on the person for sure. And make you bet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you have to, to be successful. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you go to uh, Udemy, right? And you find these courses, you do these courses in a week, you give out your services for free, but then how do you, how do you start gathering new customers? Wow, okay. You see, um, I am... I mean, the possibilities are so vast. It's yeah. just so, That's so why. incredible. Okay, so for example, uh, uh, a lot of people ignore this, but uh, Kijiji happens to be a great source. And not only you can put an ad in Kijiji Montreal, but Toronto, Vancouver, New York, Los Angeles, whatever. Okay, mm. you can put it over, I don't know, 200, 300 cities. So mm -hmm. the problem becomes how are you going to um, manage all this traffic? Because the problem is not how do I get clients, it's how do I get just enough for me to keep busy but not overwork myself. So that's one thing. The other mm -hmm. thing is I did a website for um, Toastmasters International for one of the clubs. Well, there are about seven, no, there are 14,000 clubs globally so i can use this sample website that i did mm -hmm. and approach all the other clubs that don't have a website they, they just have like a facebook page and i said hey look at this website i'm a member of this club called toastmasters international look at this website that i did for this club i can make one for you as well and so now they have me as a very i'm a member so there's some connection already they have the social proof that another club has done it and they can see exactly the end result um i'm part of linkedin local montreal and yes. i did one for a linkedin local Saguenay. so now i can take this sample and send it to all the LinkedIn local in the world, which are like 10,000 of them. So, you know, it, they, there is an overabundance of, of, uh, of clients. And in addition to that, I have 4,000 connections in LinkedIn and uh, half of them don't have a website and they don't know how important it is. I could just get into the habit of sending five emails every morning, you know, hey, you know, I noticed your website sucks or you don't have a website and you know mm -hmm. i can help you out you know just just without uh mortgaging my whole life in this email i just send several every day and 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 there's so much clientele it's just it's it's just almost hard to believe i love how you see everything as an opportunity it's actually so motivating because now i feel like i can just go help the world <laughs> i love it and you also said the importance of a website. You noticed people didn't have a website. I didn't realize that so many people didn't have websites in today's world of technology. I, uh, it is incredible, especially people who call themselves expert in X. 
Oh, you know, experts yeah. in X. Okay, if you are an expert, how come you don't have a website that says that you are an expert in X? You know, so yeah. it's very easy to open a LinkedIn profile and call yourself whatever you want to call. And, you know, and let's not get into Instagram or Facebook or whatever. <laughs> uh, and then another thing for now, um, so people who call themselves experts in whatever, okay? Because now I'm an expert in SEO, I can go and see, I have like an X-ray machine that allows me to see into their website. For example, I saw your mm -hmm. website, your domain name mm -hmm. ranking, okay? So yeah. you don't have permission to do that. I can see that. I can see how many links you have into your website, who's mm -hmm. linking to you, who are you linking to, all that. So people cannot bullshit me when I see their website. Yeah. They cannot tell me, um, um, you know, I have X amount of, clients and whatever when i can see that they don't have that so yeah. uh, you know so it gives me the ability uh to 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 talk and frankly and uh, and say okay this is what i offer you because you don't have this already mm -hmm. that's so interesting because i always see everyone saying oh yeah i'm an expert at this expert at that but i never think to go look for their website now i'm gonna go look because now I'm like, it's, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> I, 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 not only I can send you some tools so you can see exactly because there are some websites that look beautiful. Okay. Yeah. But if they have no traffic, because I can also see if they have traffic, you know, mm -hmm. if they have no traffic, it just doesn't matter how beautiful they are either. Yeah. It's so you, you can also see the traffic. I can see how much traffic a website has. I can see who links to it, who the, and who you link to. Yeah, it's so much. I can, yeah. Hmm. I have to start looking at these courses to see. Because <laughs> I know that's what you saw in my website in the No Formula podcast. And you were like, um, your website sucks. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So uh, I also kind of want to talk about your podcast. Can you tell us a little bit about it? Uh, well, I I have always okay. It started when I had my dance school. Mm -hmm. I was looking so for some marketing ideas. So um, I started looking in YouTube. But you know, when you look something in YouTube, you have to sit down and you have to just pay attention. So I decided to look into podcasts about marketing. So I will do all the things and at the same time consume a podcast. This is like the competitive advantage that podcast has over all other mediums. You know, whether so I started doing that uh, and I started getting some good marketing ideas. My, my dance school, at uh, one time, it used to be one of the most profitable dance school in the city. It wasn't the most beautiful. It wasn't the um, most well-known but I managed to have the right clientele for my website at the price that it was good for the client and it was good for us. So, so, um, so all that I was learning over about marketing through podcasting. And then I kind of became addicted. I fall in love with certain personalities and I couldn't wait until the podcast of this and this other person came through. And in a moment, I said, wow, you know, I maybe I would like to start a podcast as well. And I started about two and a half years ago. I started uh, interviewing uh, other people. I wanted to take some of their ideas. 
and also their motivation. You know, people who are interviewed, they, I'm interviewing them because they have achieved something and, and I can benefit from that knowledge. And, and they are so willingly to share it with people uh, so I say, why not? And, you know, I now I speak to uh, New York Times bestseller authors practically every day. Could you imagine you read a book mm-hmm. and you say, oh, I would like to ask this author about why he wrote this, you know? And yeah. then you ask, hey, Mr. Author, why do you write this? And he tells you or she tells you, the, yeah. you know, this is this is their... To, and to be honest, I don't earn one penny in my podcast. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't make any money. But I, I will continue doing it for the rest of my life uh, without earning any money because I think that I get so much out of it. I get so much knowledge and relationship. You know, I, I, I can just email a, 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 a practically a famous person and ask them a question. I just did that today. Hey, how do you do this to someone with whom I did a podcast almost two years ago? So crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. I love, I I love it. I know that's what I love about podcasting too, is you meet such interesting people. I just have so much knowledge all the time. And then sometimes I even re-listen to some episodes and I'm like, so good. And I like take notes and stuff. I love it. Um, I, if, if I could, I, I'm just going to very fast tell you about uh, uh, an amazing podcast. This is a female bodyguard in England. Mm-hmm. Her life was so interesting that Netflix took her life story and made it into a movie. Mm-hmm. And one of the adventures is she went into Pakistan. She dressed herself with a burqa so only she could uh, people could see her eyes she had uh, i don't know guns and grenades underneath her burqa and she went there in a rescue operation to rescue an english girl who was kidnapped and converted into a sex slave so you know and this this woman is telling me this story of how this happened and then i see her movie two months later in netflix and to have this connection with this uh, you know amazing people i also spoke about uh, with someone who um, did 18 years in prison because uh, because he was a gangster in a gang, whatever. And then in prison, he changed his life. He decided to help the community and help uh, people who were coming out of prison. And, and to have this person tell you their life story, you know, like one-to-one, and you'll be able to ask questions and why this and why the other thing, it's just an amazing feeling. You don't get to speak with people with amazing stories on our everyday life. So it's just an amazing medium. How do you find the people you get on your podcast? Because I feel like these are very, very unique stories that I wouldn't even imagine saying like, I'm going to find a secret agent from England who did a rescue mission. Like I would have never thought. <laughs> okay. So, um, uh, so when you are a podcaster, first of all, you, uh, you um, learn the art of prospecting. So mm-hmm. for example, the guy who came out of prison, he did a TED talk about toxic masculinity, I think that's the way it's pronounced. So he did, and he told his story, and I do that often. I see people doing TED Talks, and I write them a message. Hey, you know, I love your TED Talk, congratulations. I wonder if I could invite you for my podcast. And, you know, some say yes, some say no. 
the other one, the female bodyguard, was someone doing a report about the bodyguard, bodyguard industry globally. And she was one of the head persons being interviewed by the CBC in London. So I said, okay, I'm going to ask this person for an interview. But I'm going to tell you my, my most precious secret. Okay. My, my, post, yes. my most precious <laughs> secret, and I feel bad disclosing this, uh, but I go into, um, into Amazon, into the book section, and then I choose the uh, category that I like the best. And then they have like a small, uh, almost at the end, a section that says coming up soon. Okay. So when you click on the coming up soon, you get to see people who are planning to bring their books into market in one, two, three, four months from now. Mm -hmm. And these people, because even no matter how famous they are, because now they want to, they want to be, they want to have bigger exposure to promote their book. They are willing to speak to practically anyone. And I consider myself a no one in the podcast industry, but these people, they are encouraged by their publishing house to speak as to as many podcasters as possible. Because when someone gets in my podcast, let's say I have an audience of uh, 500 listeners per episode, okay? Before, an author will have to go to bookstore, Indigo, I don't know, in downtown Toronto to speak to 20 or 30 people. Now to my podcast, he gets to speak to 500 people while he's sitting in his living room in his pajamas. Yeah. So for her, for sure, and, and, and his publisher is encouraging to, to do this, exactly this particular scene. And he wants, I continue saying he, but he, she yeah. uh, wants to do the, um, the same scene. He wants, he, she wants to promote themselves as much as possible. And, and it's that moment in time when they are likely to say, yes, of course, what time? I love it. That's a good secret. <laughs> Thank you for sharing that maybe, with us. <laughs> maybe edit that out. <laughs> okay, we'll discuss this after. We'll see if you want to keep it. <laughs> okay, so before wrapping things up, I want to kind of address your businesses again. And as things start to open again, do you think you're going to start open your dance class, classes again, your dance school? Well, I I don't know because one of my goals uh, for a long time was to be geographically independent mm -hmm. uh, and, and doing being able to do business over the internet allows me to do that. There's one thing in particular, you know, we just had a Canada Day yesterday. It was amazing. I love Canadian as any Canadian who was born here. But there is one thing that um, we don't like. It's winter. So Yeah, I was going to say, I'm like, so, it's the cold. <laughs> so so uh, I've been planning for a long time to have some kind of business that allows me to get away during the winter. And, mm. and I can do SEO or website building from Costa Rica and, and don't have to be here in January, for example. Uh, mm. And this is... So I still don't know. But uh, at the same time, like, look, things are going normal here in, in Canada. I think we are a civilized society. 
But, you know, there are many other countries that are just in the midst of it. There are many countries, considering our neighbors to south, who are having 50,000 new cases per day. And yeah. if you look at India and Africa, so, so yes, we are getting over the, the curve, as they say, scientifically. But, you know, the thing is just getting started somewhere else. So I don't know how, how long it will be before we can have a regular lifestyle like we used to have last year. Yeah, I think that's going to take a while too. And I, I like your idea of having a business where you can just do it from your home as well. And I think that's working really great for you. So congratulations on that. Thank you so much. Awesome. And thank you so much for sharing your secrets with us today (laughs) (laughs) and sharing your story about how you pivoted during the pandemic. So thank you very much, Alan. Thank you for having me, Laura.